0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is Grant, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Liam. Hello, everybody. And George. Hello. For our latest episode. Now, each episode, one of the hosts or a guests nominates an album that they think is flawless, and we talk about why they love it, how they discovered it, and why they think it's flawless. Just before we get started, we want to let you know that we have a Patreon, which is exceptionally exciting. You can back us from it as little as a dollar a month, and there are content bonuses at five and ten dollars a month. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash flawlessamp. Now, I am particularly excited today yep. because it is my turn <laughs> to nominate a flawless album. And the questions you might want to ask yourself, maybe if you know where you are. Because you're in the jungle baby (laughs) (laughs) And you're gonna die So the album, of course, for those of you who have any clue about music at all for the last thirty years, it is "Appetite for Destruction" by Guns N' Roses. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Hello,
1: everyone. How's it going? Wow! How, how did you find out about this? How did you discover this album? Find out about that like is fantastic because I research.
0: <laughs> my deep archaeological research. It must have been a year or two after this. I was in the remote town of East London, South Africa, and I was at what they might have called a session there, or a blue light disco here, Mm -hmm. and I would have heard Paradise City. Nice. And (laughs) it was iconic then, and it remains thereof. Yeah. Correct. Uh, um, Yeah. The fact that it got there, even late 80s, early 90s, was amazing and probably testament to the band. Um, But I was like, what is this? So there we go. That
1: was me, day one. And you guys? Um, I meant to look this up. I was going to try and look it up on the way here. I heard Welcome to the Jungle, and it was on one of the mixed compilations. I would have bought on like a tape with a bunch of other triple M rock sort of style songs. Um, I remember trying to sing it, as what I would do in 1988 so I would have been nine um just the which I still can't do and I was like oh want to do it so I, was, I remember talking to my parents about it I'm going I'm just gonna and they're like no no try and you can try and sing it they're trying and sing it properly and I tried and I must have got it okay but I can't do it now um so that's yeah that was and I remember like I love that song right from the start and then I knew Sweet Child of Mine and Paradise City and I'll tell you some stuff about Paradise Please. City later on. We'd love to hear. And George, yourself, where I, were you?
2: I don't think there was a time in my life where I didn't know "Sweet Child of Mine." Wow! <laughs> like yeah. it, this came out when I was two, but I think I think at that point it was probably on the radio, yeah. or <laughs> it was definitely like out. It was out in the ether somewhere. So I think "Sweet Child of Mine," yeah, Paradise City. They just have always been in my life. Mm-hmm. I can't Im- like. By the time I was thirteen, and I was going to nightclubs very illegally with um, at rock clubs, etc. I could at least pretend I was older than I was by knowing these songs. Sure, mm-hmm. because I was like I had the MTV, um, yeah. etc. So uh, nice. I, and see
0: that, we didn't get that even, for many years. Oh,
2: even that, but growing up, like, and we had VH1, which was where mm-hmm. it played more Video of the classics.
0: One.
2: Oh, why is that what it meant? Yes. <laughs> no idea I, no idea thank you um so you've just changed <laughs> oh, my life gross. um but i imagine that they were on both i imagine there yes. were rock classics there was um on vh1 and also rock classics on mtv so um i can't imagine a life without GNR. and mm. and
1: there you go just GNR. Gr. GNR. The, yeah. gu- the Gunners. The Gunners, exactly. No, the Gunners Ooh. to
2: me are Arsenal, which are the oh, yeah, Premier League right. I know, which is
0: desperately yeah. the, the, the underperforming. The desperately underperforming.
2: My fiancé's <laughs> underperforming team.
1: Yes, fact,
2: It's okay, he doesn't listen to this.
1: <laughs> um, if you want to make him feel better, tell him my team's Everton. And they're in oh, the bottom three. the at toffee the moment. They're in the bottom three at the moment. That's okay, because
2: oh. my team is Brighton and Hove Albion, who are currently the least performing. World, uh, are they, are they team. bottom team. They are. I oh. oh, no, they're not the bottom team, but they have lost more than any other team. Right.
1: Nice. Well, Everton must be very close. But they're to not that.
2: Watford. Yay. Mm. Anyway.
1: Would you like another story about how I encountered Guns N' Roses? Please. This, I one, would lo- I would this one doesn't cast me in a very good light, but I was also only nine, so it's probably okay. Um,
0: Unlikely it'll cast you in an, an unsightly light,
1: but let's see. Um, so when I was young, I was very much the, knew a lot of stuff, put my hand up, teacher's pet, got straight A's across the board really? and that sort of stuff.
0: Yep. Okay. That's um, not surprise. <laughs> I am surprised. Really? Um, yeah. yeah no, sure. I
1: was. Yeah, I was straight A's, top straight of the class. Straight 180 mm-hmm. A's. Um, teacher's pet. Teacher's MSP. pet, totally. Yep. Right. Um, Apple, like all that shit. And I wanted everybody to know it. Oh. So for some reason, I used to get, sorry, not for some reason, I used to get picked on a lot for that but also because I was a jerk about it. And at one stage... In the past? Yeah, yeah, once. when I was nine. And at oh, one stage, I nine. remember I was lining up in the schoolyard for an assembly when I was in grade four and there was some kid who lived nearby. His name was Paul Trad. I don't know where he is right now, but he's out there. Hello, Paul, if you're out there. And listening. For some reason, I wanted him to know that I was smarter than him. Mm-hmm. It was important to me in at that now. moment that <laughs> I, I needed him to know. You're
2: such a dick.
1: I was such a dick. So I walked up and I told him, I can't remember how it even came up, but for some reason, I ended up saying straight up to his face, you know I'm smarter than you, right? And so he went, okay, so if you're so smart, how many people are in Guns N' Roses? And I had no fucking idea because I didn't listen to the radio. I didn't listen to music at all. So I just went, a band? band has four people. So four. I went, four. And he was like, what are their oh. names? I do that was it. I was out. And I'm pretty sure that was the last time I ever told someone straight to their face that I was smarter than them. But he then listed off the four names of the sure. people who were in the band. So that was my... And I, I've still got that in my head because it's... In I, case I, I struggle feel, for
0: the flawless pitch then. Oh, shit. Ah. In case, in case I ever t- feel
1: too big for my britches. Like, remember that time you told a kid you were smarter than him and the very first thing he asked you, you couldn't, you didn't know. So, yeah, Isn't you were a dick. Yeah? Just, so, so, yeah, that's I a bit of a was, early...
2: It's okay because I thought it was five. So, how many people are there in well, this, at this point?
0: That is a great question because actually at the time, there were five. Well,
2: right. yeah, I thought
0: there was five. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So I've got... This axe, <laughs> Duff, <laughs> so know, there's Axe, Duff, Slash, Steve Adler, and Izzy Stradler. Yeah, yeah. So there were five okay. at the time. Right.
2: That's what I thought.
0: And also I'm that... not saying that I'm a nerd.
2: Yeah, you are. One spot. But...
0: However, I do own, and I'm happy to lend out to you guys, <laughs> should you ever wish to read It's So Easy by Duff McKagan. Right. My Appetite for Destruction by Steven Adler. And... Slash's self titled book, Slash. which opens about how he has a um, um, pacemaker, which prevents him getting too excited <laughs> prior to opening on, on his right. concerts now because otherwise
1: he'll die. Slash didn't want to just call his book like out to get me just to complete the trio of books that just randomly <laughs> no, <no>. their songs <laughs> afterwards.
0: You know, hey. Or all Mr. Brownstone. I'm
1: saying is, uh, yeah, exactly. Anything goes? I'm Come sure. on. Yeah, anything like, goes. This, this album is full of book titles. It's, it
0: is. And good ones are death. Yeah.
2: So are you prepared to hear my Guns N' Roses story? I've been We've loving got- this. We, we are all <laughs>
0: richer for the stories. Well, Please tell me the story. For
2: two and a half years of my life, which I regret immensely, mm-hmm. I owned a coffee shop in mm-hmm. Brisbane. Yes. And on one particular day, a dude came up. And I was like, you're too cool to be here. And he had a couple of, maybe two or three other dudes around him all wearing black. And I was just like, all right, cool. What's going on here? And then I just realized at that moment that Guns N' Roses were in town. And I looked at him and he ordered himself like this iced coffee. And he ordered coffees for these dudes around him. And I was just like, you're here for GNR, right? And he was just like, pardon? I was just like, you're here for GNR? And he was just like, (laughs) <laughs> no yeah. yeah i am and i was just like uh-huh i thought so so he walked around and he, we, i made his coffees with the people i was working with and they're it all is. like fetal right basically you know they're like 19 years. <laughs> sure they've
0: got absolutely no yeah. idea
2: so uh he walks around tattoos and everything it's sunny's indoors hat everything and big hat and it was like i was like um so okay um my name's George. He was like, yeah, my name's Duff. And I was like, yeah, I thought no. so. <laughs> so Duff oh. McKagan came to my coffee shop, bought himself an iced coffee and stuff. And I was just like, dude, can I take a picture of you? Um, and he was I, with my Polaroid. So I've, I've got a picture, yeah. which I'll show Grant at the end. Um, and I, he was, is- and he said, but he said, yeah, but let me hold up. Because he had an iced coffee, right, which had no yeah. branding on it. He went, let me hold up your branded cup. So in no your picture nice. So he deliberately held up One of the oh. other dudes' coffees Which had our branding on it yeah. So nice. we could take a picture Of him with it And I was chatting to him About this, that and the other About the tour and everything else And his um, bodyguards Who were the dudes in black Yeah, um, they're
0: big Like they looked like they, they were
2: rigged and stuff Yeah, they were awesome His bodyguards One of them I was just like Do you know what you need? And I opened <laughs> up the freezer And I just handed them ice creams And I was just like <laughs> no. You need a Golden Gate Time <laughs> <laughs> and Duff was like yeah you do <laughs> and so he gave one of his like handed it over to one of his bodyguards and his bodyguard is there holding up a big golden gate like buff. <laughs> yeah but he was big like there's, there's a few Holding up this golden gay time and smiling <laughs> away whilst Duff was taking pictures of him and they were like, This is the best and they were just having the best fun. Like have, and he was like, This is actually delicious, and like really enjoyed eating a golden, t- a golden gay. Time. Time. He was literally having a golden gay was having the gayest of golden gay times, um, which was so good. So and cool. I had a ice latte and everything, and I took a Polaroid picture of him, and I've got a picture of the Polaroid, which I will show you at the end. So and we'll oh, we post it up on Facebook a later
1: good We'll post story. yeah, we'll post
2: it up. So when um, I met Duff, he was one of the nicest human beings I've ever met in His my entire life. His book was awesome
0: too. Ah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So thank you, Duff. You're the man. ta
2: nice. We love Duff. So wow. anyway, uh, that's, my, I, that's the story I was going to go boom yeah. with to you. I'm,
0: well, I'm so chuffed. And ah. obviously, this is why it will lead itself to a flawless album because the people who <laughs> created this album are so flipping cool and well, are some all of them. still <laughs> yeah. alive at least. Yeah, some of them are. Exactly. Um, So, debut studio album, guys, Mm -hmm. received little mainstream attention on release. Yeah, and yet the following year had massive commercial success, which is what and is now
2: America's eighteen times platinum. Was it eighteen?
0: Did I have that here as well Uh, in my? Yes, I've got that. September two thousand eight. Even, I believe, more relevant. um, Sky News had it at twenty nine million worldwide. Yeah, one of the best. Selling albums of all time. More recently, it's been quoted thirty plus. There's only quite like a thirty-year or twenty-five-year re-release to help those numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get, get Not it going that I'm again. jealous. I'd happily take the cash.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> um, the 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 album came out on July twenty-first, nineteen eighty-seven. Yes, Sweet Child of Mine came out in August, nineteen eighty-eight. And you have to imagine that's what got them going. Oh, definitely, seriously, is like that's like that's your mainstream. Like definitely, a to, it's a, totally a third single, like the perfect third single of like oh, rock single, single rock single, ballad single. And it's and so it's, easy
0: up front. I wouldn't have gone, it's so easy. We'll have to come we'll have to
1: come back to that oh. in a second.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's come
1: back, we're but, all going. Yeah, you have to imagine like Sweet Child of Mine hitting MTV, you know, them, It's the film clips is just them in right. rehearsal space being themselves, being cool dudes with their ladies. And then, yeah, it took off from there. Even though the version that was on MTV of the song, they they hate because it's, they had to shorten it. So it's five and a half minutes long normally and they had to shorten it down for radio consumption. So they got rid of some of the Slash's solos. Mm. Huh. And when Axel said, you've made the song really shit, the radio stations were like, yeah, but we didn't cut any of your parts. Like, like <laughs> we didn't, we, They expected him oh, to just be nice. happy enough because they didn't cut his vocals. Yeah. But, oh, wow. Yeah, so he really, they really don't like it. There was that one. Um, there's also a top version of Paradise City as well that they just, yeah. The band really don't like And Axel really doesn't like Because they had to cut it down Do you
2: know what's really cool what I found out You've probably found it out too Is that they recorded Sweet Child of Mine In one take
1: I didn't find that out That's really one cool One
2: freaking in take In and of itself They did they, Yeah so they just did Sweet Child of Mine They were mm. just like nailed it In one take How How good How did, epic is I that I did
0: read in, in What must have been Slash's um, Biography That it was just a warm up um, Exercise for him Yeah me, That he used to do
1: And, and that was and the two of the other so Slash did that and then the other two, not including Axel, went away and started mm-hmm. and he was like and I was like, What the fuck are you guys doing? Is this is a rehearsal exercise. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. not doing anything. And he with doesn't
2: this. actually like the song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he like Slash himself is a bit like it's a bit mediocre. Like he's you know, mm. he's got the epic solos and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, he's just And then
1: Axel came yeah. in and was like, Yeah, I can write something for this and went away and came back the next day and was like, Yeah, here here it is. Unreal. Such a, yeah, and very cool song.
0: I mean, and Slash has rocked Revolver poppy. so I mean, you know mm. what's going on there.
1: So. Not actually about a child. No. No. Not, no. <laughs> no. This is no. why the, I, I had always assumed that it was, and I looked up and it's like he doesn't have kids. No. At that, it's, at isn't that it stage. It's just about just his partner. Yeah. No. That it's just yeah. about a girl. Yeah. So. What's interesting is that it was initially planned for March 85 release, only
0: released in 87, but um, Tracy Guns left. Which was the original guitarist? And slash was replaced. So, ah, there you go. Well, that was so, an epic yeah. positive move. Yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. And you I would mean, think that
1: with Tracy Guns would have Tracy been Tracy Guns, Guns might have been good. I don't know what they did Guns afterwards. Guns and Roses yeah. and Ax- yeah, Axel Axel Rose, Rose, Rose and, Guns yeah, and yeah, Guns and Roses. Interesting.
0: Doesn't, wow. Isn't Stacey a bit pissed off?
1: And they um, just on the at the end of that, so they recorded some demos of the song, and the producer Spencer Proffer said, "Hey, we need a bit of a breakdown at the end. You don't just want to end it." And they were like, "Yeah, cool." And what, you know, how do we make the breakdown? And, it's a, and apparently someone literally said, hey, where do we go? Where do we go now? And ah. they were like, you could sing that. No, no ways. way. That's that's the note that's I a had. really good, good breakdown. Whether too. or not that's, I mean, yeah. I assume if there's so many books about this, I'd have to assume it comes out of somebody's book. I don't know where yeah, it came it from, have. but yeah.
0: I don't, re- I don't recall that specifically, but there you go. And the initial cover, of course, was the one that's in the insert, which so yes. I suppose that the history for mine when I bought the album, which is arguably got more um, is more relevant. And I was like, wow, this is the good shit is um, I went to boarding school in 92 and was on an overseas tour in American Florida um, of 94. April 94, and I remember it specifically because I was literally on the plane, and I saw some footage of, now 94, you didn't all have, for for those of you that are very, very young, you didn't have your individual screens at all, so once you were on a 15 hour flight anywhere, there was just one big screen that was way down the back. And you were lucky if you could find the right channel to put your earphones in to hear what was going on. And there was some footage on about um, a guy from a group called Nirvana in April of 1994. I've heard of those
2: guys. Yeah, 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 I've totally heard of that. Yeah,
0: and he had blonde hair. And I was very jealous of his hair always and piercing blue eyes. Anyway, he'd taken himself out. Um, And so April 1994, land in America, no, no more Nirvana, um, and I've going to buy my first compact discs, which, um, for you guys, that was before I suppose MP3s and whatever we Streaming have services. now. Streaming services mm-hmm. and Apple iTunes and Spotify, etc. I buy a compact disc, and literally my first batch in my first batch of compact discs, Appetite for Destruction was in it. Cool.
1: Um, what else was in the batch?
0: Good question. Bon Jovi, yeah, New course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, I didn't get any a flawless album. I, now I am yeah. sorry about that. Um, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, mm-hmm. and I think Def Leppard, Hysteria. Right, a British band um, with a <laughs> one-armed yeah. drummer. Correct. Yes. So um, yeah, I, I think that I think it was about it. And there, in fact, there might even have been because I was from. South Africa and we didn't get a lot of foreign music. I might even have bought at that time the Huda Gurus, which Liam Rep- might, represent re- representing the surf culture <laughs> that I um, ascribed subscribed <laughs> to at the time. Um and I can't remember it had a, a, a song called Axe Grinder was the it was probably the main hit of it, but I was I was quite the, the popular man back in my hometown when I brought this disc back with me. Mm. So Here
1: I think on your shortlist, the Red Hot Chili Peppers and the Def Leppard album, are they both on the shortlist of albums that you. Certainly, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, that one I definitely remembered. It's like like your first batch of albums you've you've just attached to them and just (laughs) held on to them all the way through. It's great stuff. Yeah,
0: except for Shampoo Def Leppard. But yes, (laughs) thank you for noticing. Oh, there we go. Uh All right.
2: You have an emotional attachment to that trip to America. It's not
1: um, committed. So you talked about the cover Uh, art. Did you want to describe to people what the original cover art was? Well, look,
0: so it's based on a a Robert Williams painting. Mm -hmm.
1: From 1978?
0: From the same name. Yes, Appetite for Destruction. Yes, which um, has a lady um, almost open-chested, so breasts Mm -hmm. showing up against a wall, and there's a robot, flying robot thing, and it looks like um, she's been... um, uh, violated, I mm-hmm. think would be a, would be a, a good a good choice of words. Yep. Uh, anything more you want to add, Liam?
1: No, I just said it. Yeah, there's a ro- there's a robot there who appears to have done the violating, and it also appears to be punished by a metal avenger flying yeah. in from the sky. Yeah. So, so uh, Geffen were like, eh, maybe not, and that's when they were <laughs> like, Alright we'll put it on the inside and we'll have something like much nicer and safer. Didn't sure. they have the
2: cross with the skulls and stuff yeah right. that? yeah, yeah exactly. celtic
1: cross and skulls of the five band see there you go Celt- celtic the, cross the band- with the five I band there was five exactly right i was ripped off i, mean, I got, it, I, got qu- I got the first got the first question well, wrong was, yeah That's and fine. yet
0: and yet he led he led you down the track as he well he did or he was misinformed and he's or remained. it's a
1: memory from 30 years ago and I'm getting More it wrong than three anyway. and a half seconds in the past yeah. <laughs> absolutely let it go that's it
0: now the classic one of the classic things about this in, in, in our journey or within the flawless group and certainly the threesome that we have is the reminiscing of how music used to be played in the past and this was an album in its truest sense as a record album and had an A and a B side mm-hmm. and you'd mm. have to turn it and not only that which in my research I felt uplifted or fulfilled in. There was a. It wasn't an A or a B, it was a G and an R. Like, uh, yes, <laughs> guns and a roses uh, right. side. Okay, F- nice. Yes. <laughs> I love it, boys.
2: Oh, man, Thank I've you. got another story for you.
0: I'm sure you do. Come <laughs> on, tell us another story. Oh, she Come just on then. It
2: out. So I, um, when I was 24, I started a women's charity group chapter in the UK. Um, As you do. But it was normally known, you know, like in the Mother's Union and Women's Guild and stuff like that, it was called the Women's Institute. Which is like historically known for making jam And knitting like little cardigans for chickens That kind of thing Um, And I started one and I wanted it to be a bit more punk rock than that and we were going to meet in a cocktail bar and we were going to learn how to do things like cocktail making, burlesque, and, as well as embroidery and how hat cool. making and stuff like that. That's a great idea. And we decided to call ourselves Buns and Roses. <laughs> yes! In nice. homage. And wow. we used the um, the uh, GNR logo yeah. but we had like a frilly plate a ball of yarn in the middle with um, crosses of knitting needles going through it in, F- in Homage to Guns N' Roses, and I can't believe I didn't even think to write that down to tell you. But and I can't believe I didn't tell Duff when <laughs> I was with oh, him. <laughs> yeah, yo, you had a, such a great opportunity. We had the best thing. Flip it. There you go. So anyway, so how long sorry. did they hang
0: around for, by the way? How long did Duff hang around? For? Was he on oh, his own? He was there. Just him and his mates. It was
2: him and his bodyguards. It wasn't
0: Gunners like, like it was the rest of them. It was. it was
2: him and his bodyguards. they were all staying at the hotel yeah. and they all came down to us. They They wanted a decent coffee, and they were told to come to us, which was really cool how oh, much of a privilege I know a massive because we we're a city coffee shop and yeah. we we're still open so they came down to us and it was just really epic so there you go that happened for, awesome it happened so I could have this conversation
0: yeah. oh no doubt so tracks one to six mm-hmm. were on the on the G side yeah and all reference horrific things like drugs <laughs> a hard life in the big city not really though and the R side being love, sex, and relationships, which we hear a bit of the sex thing, I suppose, in the back end of the tracks, but which we can get to later. Yes, we can. Um,
2: I think sex is pretty much there throughout. Yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah, well, I don't think you can deny it.
0: Well, welcome to the jungles. has not got much sex in it. And the night train, I know from previous from from previous readings, I'm on the night train. Actually, references an alcoholic beverage that they used to drink, which mm-hmm. is very very cheap. So when you guys, I'm on the night train we <laughs>
2: Complementing vocals on that track. Thank you. Like really good, but about touring in excess. Well,
0: whole. look, these these were the guys in the land of excess, and mm. certainly all the, yeah. all the, everything that I've ever read and listening to it is it's it's excessive. And if I have if I'm sad about a couple of things in my life, these guys could have been a lot better. And they had their their political shit in amongst it, really um, um, pulled it apart. Yeah. But um, yes, so. Thoughts on the album? We, we, we're now we're a long way in. Yeah. Initial <laughs> thoughts, please, Initial of thoughts. Or anything.
1: So we can come back to the thing I said I was going to talk about. So you Please. They've been touring for a couple of years mm-hmm. and they've put out one EP, which I think was two songs and two covers. Yep. That was it. And then they're like, okay, we've got a debut album coming out. And we opened that album with possibly the most epic opening song ever compiled ever put together like it's got a giant opening riff it'll stay in people's minds forever it's welcome, so it's and it's a welcome song like the jungle is where Guns N' Roses live that's this is welcome to us where we are welcome to to our space welcome to the yeah we're in LA we're an LA band welcome to the LA you're an outsider you're gonna get really shocked but we live here and here's how things go so you've basically got this perfect introduction song and it's not the lead off single and instead they go to the second song It's So Easy as the first single yeah and the second song is about how world weary they are and how tired they are of like just being handed women and you know all these things on a platter. Drags. and drugs and all that sort of stuff. It's like I see your sister in a
2: Sunday.
1: Your, your debut single from your debut album can't be about how tired you are of the rock and roll lifestyle it's too it's too early <laughs> and then you've got the perfect first thing i was shocked when i found cuz i always assumed welcome to the jungle was the first single off the album because of course yeah, it would be sure. yeah, it would it I would, would you well. put on yep. the radio dj's can talk over the first 10 seconds of it that's fine it's a perfect thing for a, for an intro single and to find out yeah it's so easy was just i
2: was surprised that it's so easy was released as a single
1: i yeah, for sure it doesn't. It, he doesn't. His vocals don't sound like him doesn't the way he does like a lot him. of the other times.
2: So misogynistic as fuck. Yeah,
1: so It's is not the great. This well
0: though. Yeah. True. Not not defending it at True. all. True, but, but
2: later in the album, it's really apologetic and sweet, and like some of the other songs. Well, are that's like the, the '50s, and GNR. Yeah, but I was like, I remember. Re- I was like listening to that one, just going. No, I don't like it. Don't yeah. like it. Like, you made me sad.
0: And Just I don't Stop think making me
2: sad when I like all... Because this is... Um, I have to put this out there. Jeez. This feels really bad. This is the first time in my entire life I've listened to the whole record. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I've, really, I've danced to, like, Paradise City, Welcome to the Jungle, and Sweet Child of Mine many, many times. I've, sure. in fact, sung them at karaoke. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Like... Have
0: you really? Of
2: course they have. I have. Well do, I can do Axel's range. I've never range.
0: done... I've yeah. never done... <laughs>
2: karaoke uh, okay well if you've not done karaoke you have not done life but um i've definitely because i can do if i can cover kate bush i can cover axl rose i'm mm-hmm. just saying yeah so um i've been able to cover that for, with those songs this is the first time i've listened to the whole album Mm-hmm. So then I feel quite like enthused by it. Sure. Like, there's stuff in there going, oh, these are songs are definitely taking out of this. This is very exciting. But yeah. I was very surprised, again, like Liam, that It's So Easy was the first single mm. or a single Yet at that's all.
0: At all, at all. I'll give you that. However, that's not them, though. I don't think that, that again, on the back of what, a couple of songs on a half an EP effort that William Axel Rose and Slash and Duff and them are going to be going... No, I want it to be It's So Easy. That yeah. was actually a record producer's decision that would which have is, been I would think been driven by them.
1: Which is even crazier again, because that's Correct. not like that's not a great no. thing for a record label to be putting out there as a first single either. But they they, 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 they do still love It's So Easy. The thing I read said that they still it's been one of their longest tracks that they've held on to and they still play it live and all that sort of stuff. So they really? do they oh. do still really like it. Um Paradise City is obviously a classic. there's a video game called Burnout Paradise which takes place it's like an open world racing game and it takes place in a city called Paradise City and they were able to get a license for the song so the opening credits of the game when you time you log in is like it's like the really soft riff at the start is like so panning over like bridges and sunsets and sunrises and stuff like that and then when it kicks in that's when you see because it's a, it's a racing game designed around crashing like you're supposed to crash crash happen all the time so it's like slow pan to open up yeah and then when the first riff kicks in it's like lots of cars speeding and doing burnouts around corners and that sort of stuff and then when the drums kick in it's a smash this is all this footage of cars just smashing together all the time so
2: it's just i'm literally imagining it all exactly right it's now. so
1: easy to picture and like yeah so the it's whole so thing easy. is just it's, just it's, just so it's so iconic yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: It's iconic. yeah. <laughs> it's an yeah. iconic sound and just that that, that, that beautiful intro. panning
1: like going over a bridge and seeing the paintings of the bridge go past to the first riff is just yeah it's beautiful and I love it every single time. It's I fantastic. Kind of Wonderful.
2: Want, I, yeah, I want to listen to the track right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: yeah. Screw the podcast. Yeah, fantastic. And it's the opening song for
0: a team on the east coast of Australia, for those that actually follow the, the um, sport of rugby league, um, okay.
1: the, the Titans. I'll go, Coast Titans.
0: Yes. Nice. yes, which started in 2007, a year after I arrived here, and I was living on the coast at the time. Their opening track for that the boys run out to, which I find intriguing because they might be a little bit young now for, to actually really appreciate how big the song was. Their opening song that's
1: played out its, um, at at Skill Park or Skill Stadium is "Welcome to the Jungle." Just oh, "Welcome to the Jungle." Yeah, nice. So yeah, so Paradise City, the how they came about, and a lot of these songs, they seem to have. That was the thing I read was that they either. The band members had written them in previous incarnations and brought them yes, through this correct. one. Yes, Or they seem to write them on the fly. So Slash started humming a little melody, and then Axle Rose sings "Takes Me Down to the Paradise City," and Slash chimes in with "Where the grass is green and the girls are pretty." Yeah. And then they just, oh man, we've got we've got something here. Doing it again. Rose sings the line again, and Slash shouts out "Where the girls are fat and they've got big titties." <laughs> and then as they were going forward, they were, and then Axel goes "Take me and home." And I've read as much. And Slash then is like, "That's that's the line." And the rest of the band are like, I think we like the first one better. So I was like, no, I want I want the yeah. big titties line in there. And then in the end, they were able to convince him not to put it in there and go back to the um, Girls Are Pretty. Yay! Which is so much nicer. So much more civil. It is. So yeah, little okay. thing there about how they came up with that song. So you've had multiple interactions with the Gunners,
0: subconsciously or otherwise. Yes. The, and, um, You're talking to me. Thoughts the album?
2: Um, okay, so I think there's some awesome tracks in there and I really loved um, Think About You which Uh is the second track on side B, uh, side R. It was, but that one was written by Izzy so that was had lyrics in it which I really liked which is... (laughs) And I thought, that's really sweet. They're really sweet lyrics, which is in contrast to Side G, where it was less sweet. Um, yes. And I thought Think About You was actually a really lovely um, track. Um, but Izzy wrote that one. so Which
0: goes into Sweet Child of Mine.
2: Which goes into Sweet Child of Mine. So it's got a really good, nice outro, which yeah. then goes into the epic intro of Sweet Child of Mine.
1: Which so I awful. thought that was
2: a nice transition. Okay. Like, yeah, but I really like Think About You as a track, um, which I'd never heard before. Um, so And I had st- some of the least misogynistic lyrics <laughs> <laughs> as my notes, which sure. I quite like, which carries on like with Anything Goes. That's like
0: My way, well, after Sweet Cholomans, you're crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're crazy. I was like, okay, I know I've been called that. Um, and I know that... <laughs> and not without disrespect. Not without disrespect, uh it's with pure respect that about being a hyper sexed lover. Um why not? Sure.
0: The worst things to be called.
2: Why not self proclaim? No, shush, it's, that's very it's, silly.
1: It's definitely a very interesting counterpoint to sweet child of mine.
2: Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. It, like
1: it definitely turns on a dime, is that like, I love you, you're great, you're awesome, we're gonna be together. And every look at it and it's just like, oh did something happen? Bam, you're a crazy bitch, and I never wanna see you again. <laughs> Done.
2: but it was like no you're crazy but it was did he did he he didn't get rid of her he just went you're a hyper yeah. <laughs> you're hyper everything yeah. but yeah. i'm not getting rid of you mm. um so it was it was just you're you're crazy into anything goes made perfect sense which was like you're crazy you're hyper sex you're everything into anything goes which is just a pro-sex unashamedly <laughs> sexual song yeah. about going you are really into all of the stuff Um, I and mean, we're going to turn it into lyrics done
0: well it's quite again it's difficult to misinterpret my way your way anything goes mm-hmm. tonight uh, I think that's great for yeah. us as far as a male's concerned we don't have to worry about interpretation <laughs> there yeah, it's exactly. quite simple straighty 180 intent but um Yes, uh Leah,
1: um, I really liked Mr. Brownstone, <laughs> um just the two of them sitting around, Heroin. yeah, I yeah,
0: I just literally finding Mr. Brownstone, the yeah,
1: dr- song about drugs, song about drugs, yeah, so no, that's fine. It was not literally slashing easy yeah. just and sitting around their apartment, complaining about being drug addicts, and like, we can make a song out of this, which is yeah, I really liked that one. it was nice, it was just not like it's one of those things where a lot of those songs are either I'm a drug addict, and that's okay or. I'm a drug addict and people need to help me or whatever. Whereas this was just like, it's a bad thing, but I can't help it. It's an addiction. That's what we know about drugs now is that it's a, it's an actual addiction. It's yeah. not the sort of thing where you can just go, I just I just won't anymore and you can just stop. Sure. So it was, yeah, I really liked that one.
2: So Mr. Brownstone, you're really keen on the uh, the heroin drugs? Yeah,
0: just um, comfort with the, with oneself. Yeah. And just, she's been dancing mm. with Mr. Brownstone.
1: Yeah. And then my Michelle, obviously, since my wife's name is also yeah, Michelle. Well, I was and, like, and maybe when, when I saw it in the track, I was like, oh, I hope this will be a nice song. And it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle- but I, I felt a lot. So I listened to it I was like, oh, this is a bit rough. So it's obviously a um, song about a lady named Michelle. Doesn't um, have a great life. But then I found out he named it after a real song, a real person, sorry, named Michelle Young. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And she actually liked it.
0: She did. And yeah, she, she, she was,
1: did. He, he wrote the song completely negatively, and the rest of the band were like, oh, she's not going to like this. And then he played it to her, and she did like it because it was truthful and it talked about um, her mother dying and her father working in the porno industry. And she's obviously got a lot of problems with addiction herself. And yeah, I felt less bad about it once I found out that she was okay with it and she didn't mind having that attention brought to the I stuff that the she same. was going through. Yeah.
2: I was the same when I found out it was a real person. I was just like, oh, that's. Pretty raw, yeah. isn't yeah. it? And then I found out that she was like, "Oh yeah, no
0: fair, that's cool." And at the back end of those tracks of Rocket Rocket Queen, I think it is. Yeah, um, that's
2: another real person.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Right, and I can totes relate.
0: And on the job, they recorded them on the job as well. So there's, a, I mean, it's not necessarily the easiest album. There's some but wasn't stuff on? Didn't
1: it. they say the lady that? So the end of the song, or during the song, they basically record a live sex session. The yes. lady came in, and Axe Rose was like. Can we have sex in the studio and we'll record it? She was like, "Yeah, sure." She was up for it. Yeah. Um. And then they put some of the sex sounds into that song. Yes. But then there was a the thing about it, she's not actually the Rocket Queen they're referring to in the no, song. No. Apparently, it was, apparently Steve, it was
2: Steve Adler's girlfriend.
1: Mm. Well.
2: So it was the drummer's girlfriend. It was fucking Axel Rose. At but the she, time. Said, yeah, at she the said time. that
1: she said she was his girlfriend. But then Adler says that she wasn't the girlfriend. So that's what i wasn't. bit confused. Yeah. It, it all got yeah. I'm just going, and I'm, I didn't do a deep dive on this, I'm just going off a very surface level sure. reading yeah, of it. Fair. But, which is still not, yeah. She went to the mixing sessions at Media Sound Studios, Rose and Slash were there, Rose propositioned to her, they have sex in the vocal booth and sounds that she made could be recorded and put over the bridge of the song. And she would said she would do it for a band and a bottle of Jack Daniels.
2: I've done it for less.
1: <laughs> and then um, apparently one of the engineers didn't want to record it, so he set up the microphones and then left and the assistant recorded it, which is why he get that assistant gets credited on the liner notes Unreal. as Victor the fucking engineer Deglio.
2: And so Rocket Queen herself was uh, Barbie von Crete, is it? I
1: don't I didn't I didn't find oh, out. I didn't who write on the names. Yeah,
2: and she was only 18, but she was one of the leading lights of the hardcore LA scene at the time. Right. Mm-hmm. So despite the fact that she was only 18, she was like tattooed and clubbing and everything else and axel was obsessed with her so he wrote this whole song all about her and then he couldn't get her and that's why he had this other woman as the orgasm woman right because he couldn't get her yeah in rocket queen but it was still in homage to rocket queen which is um barbie von Cruitt or something like that like she had her own name and Yeah, yeah and uh As an underage clubber myself, Hmm. um, I can totally relate to having boys write albums about you, even though you're like, I'm 18 years old or whatever, (laughs) which is nice. You know, and she wasn't actually involved, you know. She just had this song written about her, yeah. which turned out no. to be an incredibly high-selling record. So mm. what
0: what can you do about that? Yeah, what can you do about that? Exactly.
1: So there was one other thing I also wanted to flag, um, something interesting. So the four single five singles, so It's So Easy was paired with Mr. Brownstone for the debut single. Yep. Then the ones everybody knows, Welcome to the Jungle, oh, Sweet true. Child of Mine, oh. Paradise City. And, and Night Train. Night Train was released... After their next album had already come out, Unreal. So really? then, so well, that's that's um, it's kind of a mix of an album. It's more, it is. it's some people call and it the EP, and some people call it the album. So, La- but, the, yeah. the album's Guns N'
0: Roses Lies, yeah. And for, for so, GNR Lies came care?
1: out on November 28, 1988. Mix. Paradise City didn't come out till two days after that, November 30, 1988. And then, seven months after that, Night Train came out in July 1989. So, there was a single off GNR Lies. But I can't remember what it was. Mm. And then night they went back patience. to their album beforehand. Was that patience that came out from I'm that almost album? positive was patience? Cool. Yeah. So off, yeah. off the bat,
0: uh, not that I listen to them a lot, but yeah. I've mean, <laughs> <I better laughs> listened to it a bit. Um, so I'm pretty sure it was patience.
1: Have you seen them live? Do they? they I actually have, haven't. They haven't yet because they do. Oh. They do, they broke up for a really long time, and they kind of last few years they've started well, touring again. As, well,
0: it was an interesting one because I, I didn't own. You know, I bought so so I would have heard this 89, 90 ish maybe. Um, or 88, 89, 90,
1: mm-hmm.
0: going overseas 94, but in between, there was Use Your Illusion 1 and 2, which is 91, 92-ish. Yeah, I've got um, that. End of 91, I think.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, 91, um, User Illusion 1 and 2. There came you go. 90. So, end
0: of 91, there's a whole new album out, or, 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 or you know, 20-odd songs with a double album, and that and those were expensive, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, in in South Africa, or why would you buy both, and people are, like, oh, one's better than two, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, and then, um, I don't, I'm not sure if they toured South Africa at all during that time, but there was a whole lot of, um, you know, there, there was a lot of band infighting, which is a massive pity. Yeah. Um, and uh, friends of mine, uh, you know, various people that bought Usual Legion 1 or Usual Legion 2, and then 95, I think it was, um, was the Spaghetti Incident. Mm-hmm. And they're just about, that was really... Well, like,
1: 93. 93, was wow, even earlier, so It earlier,
0: yeah. So it was like 95. Um,
1: so they really blasted them so, out there for, for that little period. Yeah,
0: and um, and that was covers of, of other people's songs, which was you know relatively well received. But um, so they went into a hiatus, and, and, mm. and certainly from all the song, all the book, from the, the, the three books that I've read in relation to how they split up, it was. Um, most unfortunate incident and, and Axel you know, um, took the brand name in and of itself mm-hmm. and yep. Chinese Democracy came out a number of years later and did nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and subsequently to that, there's, there's been Reunion a maybe a year or two ago. Yep. I think they played here in Brisbane. I didn't go. Um, and I, I think it's probably because the, the memory sort of best left yep. in that yeah. period. To yeah, that makes sense. Uh, for mine.
1: Because I went looking for some videos because I thought watching them play Welcome to the Jungle, that that opening riff and everything would just be an amazing, it would just be mind-blowing. But it wasn't until I realized like I was doing through YouTube and such and that sort of stuff that I realized back when they were at their peak, people weren't filming them a lot and doing that sort of stuff. So all the videos on there are from their tours of the last couple of years and that the energy doesn't feel like it's there anymore. Like You can definitely tell they're sort of... Not going through the motions, but just it's not the same as what it would have been when they were sure. fully in their youth doing their thing and really k- killing it.
0: Yeah. So I've never seen them
1: live. Right. And I've got no, no intention to. to, to. Got I've no never seen to. them live, oh,
2: yeah. but I have met Dov.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: and I am jealous.
1: <laughs> but his book
0: is super cool, so.
1: Are there any other songs you want to do? Probably not have time to go through all your favourites, Grant, because they'll all be favourites. Yeah, you, oh, no, Any uh, other ones you I, want to touch on we haven't hit on so far?
0: I think we mentioned certainly Night Train, mm-hmm. um, which is about – boozing and, yep. um, and they used to when they were going to their clubs they would say I'm on the night train and they were I love that stuff and they were literally that's how the song developed yeah um, uh, Paradise City we, we've spoken of um, no I, I think and, and you're crazy I suppose I really enjoyed you're crazy and I think uh, um, on Guns N' Roses Lies they also have an acoustic version which is which okay. is fantastic
1: cool um, I, I really enjoy, it. Slash... enjoy
0: I probably enjoy the, the, the acoustic version more than the um, does original. Slash
1: play the acoustic on that one do you yeah, know I think so would be yeah Um. Does Axel no. play an instrument at all? No, I don't think so. Um, I think they played piano. Piano oh, okay, for November Rain. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. November Rain, yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Piano certainly for, for November Rain. Um, but no, I think um, this is the. What's it? Debuted number 182. It mm-hmm. got to number one on, on the Billboard 100. Um, 30 plus million albums. In terms of, of a final pitch, it was iconic, I think, for its era. Mm-hmm. And this is, I suppose, a, um, a time where you had, and I forget his name, there's a, a comedian where there were, there were certainly, the, the um, there were, it was a lot less PC era. era. Mm-hmm. Now, we're very politically correct, Straty 180, the, guy, the things that these guys sang about, the things that these guys spoke about, and that it became such a, a massive album is probably testament to the music more than the lyrics, mm-hmm. I suppose, on reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think it is iconic. I think one of the things yeah. from when I bought the album, it didn't have... Um, In the old days, you used to have parental advisories, explicit (laughs) lyrics on the the bottom right. This actually had a sticker on it as well that said two ages, um, two to 2,148 or something. So it wasn't like, you know, it was like, whoa, this is a massive album. Um, And I think from end to end, it is absolutely flawless. I can go back in time and think of that period from mid 80s to mid to late 90s and go, wow, this is amazing. So Mm. that is me. May I ask you, Liam, we are out of time. We're what out of your time. thoughts are. Is it a thumbs up or thumbs down?
1: Um, so yeah, I didn't expect to like it that much at all because it is really out of my wheelhouse and that sort of stuff. Yes. But I did enjoy it. Um, musically, but lyrically, it was just way too skeevy. There were way too many tracks that were just like I don't feel comfortable about listening to this and hearing what he's talking about. Oh. So for me it's gonna be a no. Oh no. Um, so it's so easy, so like I didn't still quote him at the time, but it's um, you get nothing for nothing if that's what you do. Turn around, bitch, I gotta use for, for you, you. Yes. Besides you ain't got nothing better to do and I'm bored. That's I've got that. I hate that. Not okay, so much. That's not okay. That's not okay. I'm sorry. Like, um <laughs> and then the stuff about so even Paradise City. So even one of the songs yeah. that I really, really love, finding out Which got radio play. Yeah, and, and then finding out that Slash actually had this alternate lyric version that he really wanted to do and it's all that big titties. I'm just like, I don't and then the Rocker Queen stuff. There was just way too many songs. Any, anything, even the Anything Goes one. Um, I think that one starts out with "You've got something to lose tonight," which makes me think it's her virginity. So when they're going, you and you know whatever you want, whatever yeah. I want, anything goes. That's fine. Yeah, that it still didn't feel right to me at all. So just knowing some of the stuff and um, yeah, didn't. It's too crude so for you It was too crude Link, for me I don't what know what Like hearing. you said About the PC stuff And it was probably A bit more acceptable At the time sure. um, But I think it just Crossed the line A little bit too much For me oh. Also musically There was a big gap Between the top three singles So Welcome to the Jungle Paradise City Sweet Child of Mine And then the Like the step down From them is a big gap as well. So a lot of the times The track before Like Paradise City I would skip To get to Paradise City And that sort of stuff as well So there was a okay. little bit Of stuff in there The Normally when you've got like big hooky singles The Brownsdale was stuff. the
0: one before Paradise City Was it? Am I like No, no, in that case I mean I You Sure um,
1: Think About You So Think About You was the one I you mentioned you really loved But I had nothing about that Because I, I think I usually just skip it to get the sweet child of mine uh-huh. Oh, okay So, before, yeah okay. But yeah, I think just as a whole I just It made me feel uncomfortable Cringe-worthy <sighs> But but musically, like you said Love it Big lyric, Big riffs Big drum beats All that sort of stuff Yeah um, but just, yeah, some of the stuff made it feel a oh, little off for me.
0: The quest continues. <laughs> yeah. George, please give me your thoughts. ta
2: Well, unfortunately, I'm kind of on the same lines as Liam.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, no. uh,
2: musically, I found so much of it awesome. And listening to the full record for the first time, yeah. which is embarrassing, um, considering yeah, I've been clubbing okay. to it for 20 years. <laughs> sure. Um, like, And I've been listening to some of these songs for 20 years, right? Like, consciously clubbing and dancing or whatever for 20 years has been awesome um but then when i listen to some of them i can't get over it so easy i just it made me feel queasy (laughs) (laughs) Oh um yeah just because it had that um those lyrics that liam mentioned and stuff it just made me feel uncomfortable and not just in a pc way but in a like respect and like taking your taking advantage in a you're in a position of of power kind of way like they were even though they hadn't released their album yet they were Mm -hmm. still renowned and they'd still had the what was the album uh, the band before heart around or something um it was their previous band um uh yeah the previous band and stuff so they were still known um and i was like oh man if only they'd not been so creepy Then this would be like just the (laughs) epic rock album that I really wanted. Do you not think that you,
0: both of you, as an observation, taking this album too seriously? Just like it's Guns N' Roses.
2: Not if I think about going back to when I was clubbing (laughs) and men did take that kind of action seriously. Sure. Then no, because I think they would have looked. They would have looked at people like. Axel and gone. Well, if they can sing songs about it and everyone dances to it, then I'm allowed to act like it. And then, and that's how I kind of feel. So, which is really sad because I really love Duff. I thought he was like <laughs> the nicest dude I've met. And I've brought the picture up ready to show you. Um, and I thought the album, as if I ignored all of the like content, <laughs> that sounds awful. All the words. If I all the lyrics. If I ignored half the lyrics, half, half. Just half the lyrics because <laughs> the second half is way more sex positive yeah. um, th- than the first half. If I ignored like the f- first half of like the misogynistic shit, then I could totally be on board. But I can't consciously in my bikini kill loving right <laughs> feel like I can endorse <laughs> something like this. Okay. But I love that you brought it to me because yeah. it was the first time I've consciously listened to a Guns N' Roses album from be, like start to finish and I really Not appreciate that you use that. Illusion 1 and 2 nah, nah I know you're surprised I am surprised about that sure yeah but there's been other things on my mind Um, so yeah I just think Always. it's really awesome that you brought it to me so thank you
0: point taken alright devastated again guys <laughs> I will keep at it it's only been almost two years but I'll keep trying thank you everyone for listening we have a Facebook Twitter and Instagram we are Flawless AMP and all of those So you can join in the conversation, share or like our posts, or give us a rating. Remember, every little bit helps find us more music lovers like you. As mentioned, we have a Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash flawless AMP. And if you'd like to back us, please check us out. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.